Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto. My name is Angeline, and I'm joined today by Jeanette. We are both vegan and volunteers with the Toronto Vegetarian Association, otherwise known as TVA. And we come to you every week from the offices of the TVA and heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. If you don't know, the Toronto Vegetarian Association's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about self-care, which um, you may not necessarily think of when you think of vegetarian or veganism, but we like to think that a lot of people who are, are veg also take care of themselves in other ways, not just with the food choices that they make, but uh, in all areas of their life, like a holistic approach. So we wanted to talk a little bit today about vegan self-care or self-care in general. And I think the, the first thing that we need to do is maybe define what it is because it is a kind of a, a huge, all-encompassing term, but what are what are some key things that we can take away from the definition of self-care? So the umbrella definition of self-care is uh, anything that improves or preserves uh, your own health. So it, it can be physical acts like what you eat and how you how often you exercise getting a regular physical it can be about around your mental health going for a checkup from the neck up as they call it uh you know just checking in with um a psychologist or a psychotherapist um or a life coach it could be um something spiritual some sort of practice that you do to express yourself that makes you feel connected to the world at large So I think we were both interested in this topic because we both have some things that we do regularly for self-care. And I think there's also, there can be a bit of a stigma around self-care as well, or that term, because it may be, it's seen as like... New agey. Yeah, (laughs) hippie-ish, or um, that you're not, like you're only taking care of yourself and not taking care of anyone else. Mixing it up, uh, self-care up with selfish, which is not the case. Exactly. Um, so I think we wanted to kind of dispel some some myths around it and also give uh, some resources and some things that we found that work really well for us in terms of self-care. So we're going to be diving into a lot of things. So yoga, meditation, acupuncture, life coach, dietitian, um, all sorts of th- fun things. So maybe we can start with what's like one thing that you do in your life regularly that you would consider self-care? Uh, for me, it would be mind-body type exercises, uh, mind, body, spirit. So Qigong and yoga. Um, what about you? Uh, I would say acupuncture is a big one. In the past, it has been yoga. I've had to take a bit of a break from that, but I'm hoping to start that up again. But acupuncture is, it's fairly new for me. I was afraid of it for a long time, but I found it's, it's really beneficial. I think it's pretty common to be afraid of being stuck with needles. I think like nobody really dreams of that as a relaxing activity, but it really is magical, isn't it? Yes. Actually, the night before I was going in for my first acupuncture appointment, I had a dream that I was going into this acupuncture clinic, and in my mind, I had made it into some weird like (laughs) den of depravity, and I walked in, and it was like dungeon-like and then I was so scared and then I woke up and I was nervous the next day and then I go in and it's the exact opposite it's all about your comfort and it's all about relaxation and this was actually prescribed to me by a doctor to 
um, to seek out acupuncture and massage for migraine treatment. Um, and it's actually been something that has worked really well. And the most people I encounter are, are on board with acupuncture. There have been a couple people where they I said that my doctor had prescribed it, and they said, well, that's a pseudoscience. Why would a like Western medical doctor prescribe that? So there's still a lot of stigma with some of these activities as well. Yeah, I think that the medicine of the future is merging Western and Eastern medicine, but some definitely some people haven't caught on yet. Um, but there's advantages to both. When I studied medical Qigong for a while, um, the teacher said, you know, Chinese medicine evolved studying people, live people. Western medicine studied dead people. So Western medicine is really good at, like, uh, in a crisis, uh, saving people's lives, um, you know, treating a wide variety of diseases. And Chinese medicine was more about, you know, um, keeping you from getting sick, so more about prevention. So what was your acupuncture clinic like? So I found a clinic called Toronto Community Acupuncture, which is part of a larger organization called the People's Organization of Community Acupuncture. And they really are trying to make acupuncture as accessible as possible. So they do a sliding scale per session. It's 20 to $40, but I've also spoken with the practitioners there and they really, um, if you need to go for, let's say, you know, many sessions in a row and you can't afford the 20 to 40 dollars they will do a sliding scale so basically they're there to really make your um, acupuncture as accessible as possible so I so I walked in and the this particular clinic is on Davies Avenue in the east end so it's kind of tucked away um, next to the DVP which doesn't sound very relaxing but you actually <laughs> when you're sitting there you're kind of overlooking the skyline of the city which is really lovely and the whole places there as I mentioned is just there for your relaxation so you go in everything everyone speaks in a low tone or whisper there it's scent free um so you don't have to worry about perfumes or anything like that there's blankets and pillows and sleep masks and earplugs um you know you take your shoes off and you've got slippers there they have lovely uh teas different varieties of teas there and it's one big room and they've really made it like it's just it's just so relaxing to be in there there's plants everywhere and water features and soft music playing but not like spa music it's actually like real music that someone has curated so sometimes you go in and then you can uh you can tell what mood they're in or whatever by their by their playlist (laughs) and and there's just a number of chairs set up so it's one communal space and then you find a, a chair that you like and you sit there and then the the practitioner comes over to you and you just let them know um, what what you're experiencing problems with and let them know how long you can stay and then they'll um, outfit you with the needles and then get, provide you with a blanket if you'd like and some pillows and so they help you arrange and they just really want you to be as comfortable as possible and then they uh, check in with you so if you say you're going to be there for half an hour they'll check in at half an hour and then you can stay longer if you want and the whole point is that it's one communal room so there, there's many different spots so they can cater to a number of people at once which means that you can get an appointment very easily and you can also uh, they can also afford to um, charge you on a sliding scale so if you're scared of acupuncture like I was I would say um, try this out because it's it's not a big investment of your money or time really you can just go and try it out for like 20 minutes if you want so and it's great for uh, trying if you have chronic pain 
you know, because then you're going to be less afraid of these tiny needles that mm-hmm. could solve that pain. Do they, you, you said they outfit you with needles. I pictured like a vest, a sweater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have your clothes on when you get your applicant? I'm assuming in a big So room? you have to um, have like your legs and your arms kind of free. So usually if it's winter time, you can just wear layers. And um, a t-shirt and shorts or something. Yeah, either. so you can get changed there. there. There's a washroom there you can get changed in. Or I just wear, like, leggings, and then you can just roll up the leggings. So they just need to see your, your uh, I guess, from the knee down and then from the, like, elbow down on your arms. So, yeah, so you... Fully you can, respectable. Yes, you know, so you can wear, like... Yeah, you can wear, like, yoga pants or... Um, yeah, some, something. Yeah, something that can just roll up easily on your legs. So, did yeah. they look at your tongue? Yep, sometimes they do. And yeah. did they take your pulse? Yes, like all of your pulses. I, I guess. They uh, have. just the one on my <laughs> wrist. Usually, yeah. they have like four fingers on each wrist. And I went to oh, like a clinic. Yeah. I, I sat in on a clinic once, and they they let me try it. And there's like you have several pulses. Several pulses. It's really interesting. Very interesting. No, so they just do one pulse, but I. Um, but that's good. They're checking yeah. in when you yes. start, and then they check in when you you're done, presumably. Yeah. Uh, they just check in in terms of like asking you how you are, but they haven't they haven't done like the pulse or the tongue at at the end of the session. How much better do you feel afterwards? I feel very like soupy. Like I walk out of there and I'm just all <laughs> relaxed. Uh, I have so the first time I went, they. They said, you know, what time do you need to leave in case you fall asleep? And I was like, I'm not falling asleep. Like, this is, <laughs> this is, like, I was, like, so nervous that I'm like, I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. And I've gone there before after work, after a busy day, and just, like, fallen asleep in the chair. So it's, That's great. Yeah, so I've been that relaxed. And I think the whole, it, it just is more effective the more relaxed you are. Yeah, and when you're in that relaxed state, it, that's where healing happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, with your stress levels going down, your hormone levels, your I'm they're all escaping me right now. But your bad hormones go down, and yeah. your good endorphins or whatever go up. And uh, sleeping in public, who knew how rela- how good that could be for yeah, you? Yeah, they actually good have self-care. a sign in there that says. Um, come have a nap with us. Oh, how nice. <laughs> so they, they just, they, they again, are there for your comfort. So I would recommend uh, community acupuncture. That's the one I go to, but there are other um, or other clinics in Toronto that uh, also of, prescribe to this uh, method. So. And the organization that they all kind of uh, um, are umbrellaed under is the it, People's Organization of Community Acupuncture, yep. right? Or POCA. POCA. I like Which that. is like you are, they are poking you. They so. are poking yeah. you, but it also sounds like a dance, right? So mm-hmm. I like it. Um, so that's that's acupuncture, but there's... And we'll include those links in our show oh, notes. Oh, yes, we have a ton of links in our yes. show notes. <laughs> and if you're listening on the Ryerson station, you can go to veg.ca to find the blog post for this episode. Perfect. Um, so we, we par- partly why we're passionate about this is because, um, uh, you know, vegetarians tend to be compassionate. A lot of vegetarians uh, chose it to help animals. And uh, a lot of people who are that compassionate about others sometimes can fall into like a martyr mindset or like a, a you-before-me sort of mindset. And I, I really like the analogy of being on a plane and they always tell you if something goes down, put your mask on before you give somebody else a mask because you're not really as effective. You're not taking care of yourself. Um, 
especially in a plane where you'd probably die <laughs> if you don't have your mask on. But in real life, self-care, we don't think of it as dramatically as that, but it is really just as important. So there's all th- kinds of things that um, uh, you can do to help others uh, that could lead to burnout. So if you're an animal activist and you're always on the go and you feel like this nagging sadness and you ignore it, um, you could just one day just be burnt out about it. And I remember going to a work session at the Vegetarian Congress in 2000 that talked about this, and it was just packed with people. Um, there's one person that comes to mind, Kimberly Carroll. She's a life coach whose uh, slogan is to find your center, love your life, ignite the world. And she is fabulous. She has all kinds of um, meditative, uh, exploratory activities uh, to help you kind of open uh, up more joy in your life and help you be just as effective. She's vegan herself, so she's passionate um, about animal activism. She volunteers with the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank, uh, which is a great way to help others access self-care. You know, food eating well is self-care, and a lot of people live in food deserts where they can't access healthy food, so or they don't, they're in a financial bracket that can't get that healthy food. So the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank really helps with that. Um, and so it's really great uh, to, to have people out there that uh, have similar values to you and can support you in your journey towards like greater mental health, greater physical health. Um, so I have a question about life, life coaching. So yes. I always kind of understand in my mind, maybe I had the definition of like, oh, if you kind of are stuck in something or like in a rut, is that a time to see a life coach or is it always something that are like, is about self-improvement or or do you like, I'm just wondering if you're thinking about seeing a life coach, like what are, what are some common reasons why someone would go see a life coach? I think there's lots of reasons. Like my, my reason was I was in career transition and I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep going on the path I was on or did I want to do something more in line with my, my values and really what are my passions? Cause I've always been kind of a flexible, I'll do whatever needs doing kind of a uh, person. Um, and so, uh, you know, a life coach made sense to kind of ask questions that I don't think of asking and that career books traditionally don't necessarily explore. So um, I went to Kimberly for that. And I, I know other people go to her just because they're, they want to like, or in coaches in general, people go to, to uh, they're thinking about starting a business and they don't know exactly how to go about that. So there's uh, someone called Marie Forleo, who, you know, is very popular in that area of like business self-care but uh there's there's lots of reasons if you have like I I said if you feel like something's kind of you want more out of life and you're not quite sure what that is or you feel kind of ungrounded and people's moods just kind of knock you around sometimes you just need to get more solid about what matters to you and and having just uh, a life coach, a counselor, a psychotherapist, a spiritual psychotherapist is just a way to kind of explore um, beliefs. Mm-hmm. Beliefs is what it comes down to. It's kind of like meditation, where you, it, like, uh, meditation kind of opens you to just observing your thoughts without reacting to them. Um, and then 
coaching or psychology kind of they're they're just giving you tools they're asking you questions and in answering those questions you kind of have aha moments like I didn't even realize that my day-to-day decision is just being based on something that I learned when I was 10 that may not really be serving me anymore and I think with the that kind of service a life coach or a psychotherapist it's time that's just for you like they're there to serve yes you. it's dedicated time for you which again yes. people would maybe classify that as selfish behavior but it's these are people that um they've devoted their careers to helping others yes. so that's why they that's with Kimberly Carroll you said that she has this she is vegan herself and she also works with a lot of animal activists so that's her her passion and her life goals so um yeah and I it brings to mind like one of the workshops that I've done group workshops as well as individual with her and uh you know the first one she was like okay a lot of you people are like caring people that are all about helping others don't do that here (laughs) this is like a space for you to step out of that role which could be programmed a belief system from you know, and it's it's still very useful in your life, but not right now. When you're going to a psychotherapist or a coach, you're going there for someone to to allow someone to care for you. Yes. And not feel guilty about it, which a lot of us have trouble with. And I found a lot of uh, those practitioners as well also have people they go to, so that yes. they're not just taking on the burden themselves. Like they also yes. have the space and time to uh, reflect and to. Um, look like go on their self-care journey so wh- that kind of brings to mind one of the stigmas around self-care is that it, it's maybe seen as something that only affluent or people with high incomes rich people can do and that if you are uh, have a, a lower income or fixed income and you do partake in these practices well then you're not you're not spending your money wisely, right? Like yes. that's the kind of like the finger wagging in our society that doesn't value these kinds of services. Mm-hmm. And I, like I, that's a barrier for sure. Exactly. And, you know, the yeah. belief system that you could have come from could be preventing you from getting help. And I know that that's a real problem with people with mental health in their family, like whether it's hereditary or it's just that those beliefs that get carried on that don't let you reach out for help. Mm-hmm. And, and think that, you know, there's a crazy label on you um, or that you're going to be taken away in a straitjacket when really all you need is kind of like that, I don't know, just like a grounded perspective, a different perspective way of looking at things. And you're totally right that um, there is, uh, it, it can be affordable to, to take care of yourself. There's, there's ways to do that. What would you think? Uh, like your acupuncture clinic is a perfect example of that. So that's one. There are also we want to do want to get into like meditation and yoga as well. But I also wanted to bring up the fact and massage. <laughs> yes. Um, that in a perfect world, a lot of this stuff would be covered under healthcare or yes. under um, benefits. I'm I'm lucky in my benefits plan that acupuncture and massage are covered to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is capped, but I realize like I'm very lucky to have that that little bit. And as well with like the acupuncture. The, the cap and going to a community place means that I can I can have the most like bang for my buck I guess over the the year I can I can get more sessions in mm-hmm. but uh, you know they're also maybe deemed as things that again are not not seen as worthy so they're not seen as things that are valuable to be covered under our health care even though you know massage and acupuncture are like 
most people I know need some some form of this in their life um, to deal with pain. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the other physical or emotional, really. Yes, and then the other thing um, I just wanted to bring up about self care is that. Also, a lot of women tend to... Uh, I saw an article recently. I don't have it saved. We found other yes. articles along yes, the Yes, that, that, kind of yeah, yeah. that, that women uh, do seek out, you know, naturopaths or holistic medicine or, you know, meditation, massage, acupuncture, all, all the things we've been talking about because when they go to a traditional Western doctor, their pain is often dismissed or they're not getting the, the treatment that they need through through traditional medicine so they have to kind of go elsewhere and then again that's kind of a stigma of these things are are like women's things and they're not like actually seen as serious as well so the there there's I don't I don't know if it's necessarily um predominant in some of the circles we're in but I think it's kind of out there that like you know again like that's a pseudoscience or whatever so well yeah. uh, you know dentistry is considered a science and it's not covered by benefits, mm-hmm. so it, like I, there, there is kind of a stigma stigma out there until you've tried it, and then once you've tried it, you meet all these other people that, or you start talking about it, and you find out oh, all these other people are doing it. So, so it, yeah, sorry, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we touched upon some some services already, life coach, acupuncture, but then we haven't talked about like meditation. And oh yes, yoga. And um, maybe let's, and then we can also offer some uh, some affordable options for those services. So, so the shorthand for all of them, I think we concluded earlier with another volunteer, is schools. If you, the, a lot of schools and different modalities have clinics. So Sutherland Chan is a uh, school massage school, and they ha- also have massage clinics around Toronto in various locations. But their student clinics are amazing. Um, I find Sutherland Chan trained massage therapists, and I've tried uh, lots, <laughs> um, Sutherland Chan and otherwise. They have a really good bedside manner. They're really good at, at, at establishing boundaries at the beginning of a treatment. They're good at discreet draping if when they're massaging you. So you feel really comfortable with them. And at the beginning, they always say, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, you don't want to go over, I think the number is like 7, you know, whereas a lot of massage therapists will be like, it has to hurt to work, and I'm, I'm not one of those. Yeah, they start with a 10, and then yes. you have to tell them to dial it back. Right? Yeah, yeah, so... Um, the Sutherland Chan uh, student clinics are usually students in their last year, and they, um, they're they much more affordable than regular massages. We couldn't find the price list, but I know that um, I believe it, there's they have, like, a, I think a pregnancy clinic. They have regular relaxation massage clinic. They have um, multiple sclerosis clinic and breast massage clinic which I think is huge because a lot of women think their boobs are taboo like don't go there um but it's just part of your body it's another like appendage like an arm and it has circulation issues sometimes especially because we like to lock them down when we're exercising and we need to move for our lymph to move and if your lymph doesn't move then you can get like congestion and you can get lumps and that's scary because it might be cancer and then you know this clinic is great if you have cancer if you've had cancer if you're afraid of cancer uh if you have breast pain which nobody likes to talk about because that's embarrassing um and their student clinic is really great um i highly recommend it and i know the massage 
uh, it's like an hour for like, um, I think it was $18 last year and it's always in the spring for like six sessions. That's, that's the deal of the, that's the deal of the day that I've heard. Yeah. Like that's it's so great. Recent. That's, it's that's really like giving great. away massages almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. And it's similar to your experience, but obviously, uh, you know, you don't have your clothes, all your clothes on necessarily, so they have curtained off sections. You're in a big room, but you have your own little uh, cubby like you would in a hospital. So you have like privacy. And I also found Sutherland Chan to be reasonable if you're going to one of the regular clinics anyway. It's, it's, a little, it's the cheapest that I found in the city, and I've tried them, and I've also tried a couple places in my neighborhood, and I guess, and like, places in my neighborhood are, are you know, 15 to 20 dollars more than the Sutherland Chan so mm-hmm. yeah that's great so that's massage and then we also wanted to talk about yoga as well yes and the I guess the first thing we thought of was uh like community centers so the city of Toronto offers uh, uh many yoga classes and we've again have linked to that the thing with um with signing up for courses through the city of Toronto is just you have to be a little bit diligent and make sure that you're on the website at the right time for registration but they're very reasonable like you there's 10 hours and it's like $70 or there's there's various rates here but it's meant to be ac- accessible for the community there's also uh, like we're coming to the end of the summer season we're in fall now but in the summer there are lots of free outdoor yoga classes you can just like really just google free outdoor yoga toronto and there's a number of organizations that that do that and they just meet in a park i know there's one in uh leslieville they met at the farmer's market every sunday to do yoga class it may be like pay what you can but i think they kind of have it as a as a free session and then uh i i'm not familiar with this but this is um the passport to prana maybe you can talk a little bit about that yeah sure so passport to prana came to mind because i was uh you know there's a lot of studios in um toronto everywhere really a lot of yoga teachers um especially in toronto and uh a lot of studios will offer your first class free because they really want yoga to be accessible to people. Uh, also, a lot of uh, studios will have karma yoga in unpopular time slots, like on a Sunday, um, where you can pay what you can. They want really want yoga. Yoga's um, about self-care. It's like it, they really want it to be accessible to everyone. Um, and Passport to Prana is a, a situation where you... Uh, buy a passport and it gives you like a class at various studios that have registered with the passport to prana and I haven't done it um, in ages um, but like I haven't looked at it in ages but it usually is like I don't know it used to be like $25 it can't I feel like that it can't possibly be that anymore because you get so many passes for that but um if you, we're going to include the link on the show notes and you can look into it if there's studios in your area and if it's worth your while. But if you see a yoga studio near you and it seems like an appealing thing to try, just go in and ask. It doesn't cost anything to ask. And then earlier, uh, another volunteer that was here, Kurti, had mentioned that you can also go in for a few classes and kind of learn some techniques and then bring them to your practice at home. Yes. And then you can also, I mean, YouTube is just like, you can just lose your life to just looking at like videos on YouTube um, for yoga. So I think it's just, there's so many out there that it might be good to like find a reputable source or like 
talk to a yoga practitioner and be like, hey, do you recommend any series online that I can do to supplement this style of yoga that I'm doing? And so. some places like Yoga Therapy Toronto will actually design for you a, um, a custom uh, home practice for you to do because a lot of people have injuries and they think that they can't do yoga. Um, but there's actually yoga that can help you recover from your uh, injury um, and even help with chronic conditions. Um, so, it, you know, if you can't find the right video, you know, you could try Yoga Therapy Toronto or you could try uh, a younger Yoga Toronto. They're really good at special needs yoga. And then I guess we just wanted to touch upon meditation as well. Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried... <laughs> And then it, I think I think you have to try for 21 days to develop a habit. And I've kind of made it seven days or 10 days, and then I get distracted, and then I don't end up doing it again. So, And I usually just do it at night with a guided meditation app. Mm-hmm. Uh, my phone, I find, is the easiest way for me to do it. But there's also options to uh, go to a meditation center. So have you, um, have you experienced meditating in a center? Um, I haven't gone to the one that we're going to mention now, which is Kadampa Meditation Center. That's uh, Kurti had mentioned that a, a volunteer that was here earlier. Um, that it's great. They have several locations, and he's been to the one on Bloor Street. And they have uh, thirty-minute meditations at lunchtime. They have evening meditations. They have a, a pretty wide schedule, and I believe it was like ridiculously affordable. I think it was like five dollars for a session. Yeah, if you just. Um, we're navigating. We're navigating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yes, so five dollars per yeah. class or four classes for fifteen dollars, free for members. So you could even look into what membership is. Um, but meditation's great, and there's many different forms. Like uh, guided meditation is a great way to start. Uh, meditation centers often will teach you methods, uh, different methods, till you find the one that's just right for you some meditations say there's only like meditation centers will say there's only one way and yoga yoga studios too some of them have preferences but I say find one that works for you because if uh, you need to move like do your yoga as your meditation focus on your breath watch your thoughts go through your head as you're doing it and keep returning to your breath like that's a meditation but it's really good to learn from just like anything, it's good to learn from a teacher because you just get like shortcuts, you know. Tools. You de- you develop the the good habits first. Yeah, you don't have to try and and experiment and fail all on your own. You can have someone there to to guide you through yeah. meditation. And then we have another uh, place as well, Shambhala which I'm also not familiar with. I have not meditated in in public, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, yes, and we'll include the link to Shambhala on our uh, show notes as well. And we, we talked about Kimberly Carroll earlier, but then we also want to talk about talk Dr. Pamela, who we um, brought up on the podcast a few times, I think because we just all think she's a vegan superhero. She's amazing. She's a registered dietitian, and again, she's there. Um, I've done a, a ses- session with her. John, another host here and volunteer, has done a session with her, and he talked about that on the podcast recently. And uh, uh, because she's a re- registered dietitian, some benefits plan plans do cover her. I know for me, she did give me a discount because she knows I volunteer here. Um, and I think she's also a very compassionate vegan who is there to, to help you and just to improve upon what you're putting in your body. 
that's so, wonderful. Yeah, that's that's another uh, option for self care. So we think we've gone over quite a few things today. Again, we've got all of the links in our show notes, and you can find that at veg.ca. Uh, do you have like, any closing thoughts on? I feel on like self-care? we could talk about this topic for like days, but I think that we've covered what we intended to. So hopefully, this is enough of a head start or a. a starting point for everyone and because we're going into fall a lot of people see this as the true new year you know it was just the, it's the jewish new year as well so it, it's a good time to like recharge and reset like you had your summer fun now <laughs> it's time to to take care of yourself prepare for hibernation yes actually i love the fall i love the nip in the air it's so great i have the a pumpkin at home smell. i'm gonna roast Ooh. I, I went apple picking you, you know i roast the seeds too that's so good yes Mm. Yes, the crunchiness, they're so, and they're really good for you. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thanks so much for listening. I've been Jeanette, and this is Angeline. And you can listen to past episodes of Veg Out at veg.ca, and you can hear us on CJRU 1280 AM, The Scope. And you can email feedback to tva at veg.ca. So if you have any thoughts on self care or if you have any places that we should check out, please let us know, tva at veg.ca. And until next time, Veg Out.